0: Yo, you tuned in to Gorilla Cross Radio.
1: Broadcasting live from downtown Las Vegas, you're tuned in to Gorilla Cross Radio. Back at it on a Wednesday night I am Jose V You already know what it is Straight Bet Sports Coming to you live From Las Vegas, Nevada We are on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network If you guys are watching this tonight Please make sure you like Comment, share And follow the page Whether it's the Guerrilla Cross page Straight Bet Sports page On Facebook If you're watching this on YouTube The Guerrilla Cross YouTube page If not the Jose V Straight Bet Sports YouTube page Twitter and everything else that you want to watch us on we greatly appreciate you guys we got a great show for you tonight i want to thank everybody in the studio hanging out with us today we got four people so it's going to be a good conversation we got tommy olsen of the las vegas lights hanging in the studio with us tonight we're going to talk all things lights with him not only that the sports or the non-sports that we did not have today going to be a good conversation there Rob G made it just in time, better late than never, but hey, he's here. We got Spencer to my left, the Wiz, from out of line on Fox Sports Radio here in Las Vegas. Greatly appreciate each and every one of you in the studio tonight. Quan for doing what you do every single Wednesday night for us behind the big board. Gotta fix the camera because I know I'm not in the right spot here. We good now? Everybody good? Cool, cool, cool. Alright, gonna be a fun show, man Thank you for everybody that's in the studio Joel B cannot be with us tonight He had to help his girl move So he had moving duties tonight But before we get going, before we get going with the sponsors Spencer, how you doing this evening?
0: I'm doing great, it was a very exciting day in sports Or I guess a big day in sports, I should say Not Maybe not exciting Rob? Here, in the building,
2: made it just on time Following your bet over there? Uh, no, no bet, yeah, a little bit
1: but... <laughs> That's not what you were saying before we got on there.
3: Yeah, 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 I'm following it all
1: no right. abs. Tommy, how you
3: doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: No stash? No, 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 no beard? <laughs> no, stash, no nothing? No man.
3: It's clean. Clean chair. A little bit of 5 o'clock shadow here. But, I got gotcha. you. Uh, but, you know, switching it up. 2020, it's uh, crazy enough, man. So I thought I'd give you a little
1: more crazy. Cool, 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 man. Really appreciate each and every one of you being in the studio. But before we get started with our topics tonight, let's go ahead and pay some bills like we do each and every single Wednesday night. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate? Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know, and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their hope ownership dreams a reality. Make sure you call or text Joshua Lafon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. 702-813-0533. All right. So the fun starts now. Rob, we got two topics tonight. You just got here, so you're going to get put up on game real quick. So for our first segment of the night, we're going to go ahead and jump into our sports topics parlay of the night, as we like to call it here. We got two topics for you guys. The first one, and I'm going to get each and every one of you. I'm going to get your thoughts and your comments here. There's only two of them. One of them, I know we're going to have two very exciting people that are going to like it in the studio. It should be fun because it's soccer related. And we got a couple people that are pretty big into soccer, I hope, here in the studio with us tonight. But the first one is being Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton has said despite reps, he absolutely does not feel like the Patriots' starting quarterback. Is this going to be a problem in New England? Now, I say no if you read the article. He's basically just stating that he's not where he believes he should be to be a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. He's not necessarily necessarily saying that I'm not getting the job. They're not giving me an opportunity. He's not upset. He's not being the old Cam Newton that we've seen before. But the question that I have for you guys is can this lead to that and can we see that old Cam Newton that we've seen in the past?
0: Well, the Patriots have a lot more problems than at the quarterback position. Like Half of their roster has opted out, which is understandable. And every bit of their right, I'm not criticizing him for that. Now, in terms of Cam Newton, I think this is the first disciplined environment he's ever been in. His whole career. His whole career. I mean, yes, the Panthers were a pretty ran a pretty tight ship, but we're talking about New England. This is a totally different thing. It's probably very different for him. And he's also used to being the MVP and everyone kind of kissing up to him. And now he's in an environment where no one really cares. You're just another one of those guys. And that's how New England runs. Right. I think all
2: the pressure's off of him. So it, it's a smart, it's a smart comment for him to make. And I mean, I think it's it's a total patriot comment, right? It's it's, it's something that a patriot would say. Um, so I, I I think it's 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 the right move by him. Eventually, by the time the season starts, he should be the starting quarterback. I don't really see anyone taking that position from him. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's where it's where he needs to be is where his mind needs to be. Um, and I think he's going to gain a lot of respect from his teammates just for saying that and and le- letting them know and letting everyone else know that I'm really working for my spot here. Like I'm not I'm, a t- I'm definitely have I definitely have a different approach to this to this uh, to this season coming up.
1: Tommy, before I get your thoughts, I'm going to jump into the quote that he said when they asked him about being the team starter. If he felt he said absolutely not. Every day is a work day for me. That label is not important to me right now. Newton told reporters. I have so much I need to get better at, so much I need to learn, so much I need to be comfortable with throughout this process. That's the last thing that I'm pretty much worried about. So that's why I was saying that I'm not really worried that it's going to be an issue. I just hope it doesn't turn into that because we know the old Cam Newton. When things don't go his way, he's going to speak his mind. So, Tommy, what do you think about that and everything going on with Cam?
3: Man, it's, I think it's humbling. It's humbling for me to say that. You know, like you said, he's coming from a different spot where everyone's used to kissing his butt. But it's Cam Newton at the end of the day, man. He's there to play. I mean, they know what he's capable of. They wouldn't have brought him. I mean, come on. Like, it's it's cool, but like he'll show up on game day and uh I'm I'm excited to see what he's got, man. I think it's all, you know, it's a good thing for him to say. You know, it's he's maturing and I, I respect that, but I think uh he'll be out there. No worries.
1: Who's your favorite football team by the way? Seahawks,
3: just, just a throw, man. Seahawk, Seahawk guy. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, so Quan. you, you, you and Melissa are good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look yeah. get quiet. Uh, I'm claw- yeah. gonna throw Quan, the nine. Con yeah. <laughs> <him. laughs> did that last time too. Right, I Quan, wish we hey, had a camera. Right that he's got a pointed in the direction. Hey, no, it's good. He, he, can it's good. He, can <laughs> <laughs> he can talk. He can talk. He can talk. too,
1: bro. He's a Niner fan too, bro. So you're kind of like in the middle. that's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right, so moving on from Cab Newton, Lionel Messi. In my Ooh. opinion, the second greatest soccer player in the world. And this is coming from this this is coming from a half Argentinian. And and and, and I, before we Wait. get into before we get into the whole messy thing, I'll tell you why I think he's the second best player in the world. First of
2: all, tell me who's first.
1: Ronaldo. And here's why. and here's why. Argent- and here's Argentina why. Over here. right. Hold on. And oh, here's he's why. The truth. I was I would no. and, and Rob knows. I was a very big person against Ronaldo for years. I, I never liked Ronaldo. I was all messy, 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 right? But When Messi cannot win anything with his country, when you can't win the Copa America, when you have the opportunities that you had in the World Cup with the players that you had on your team. I'm sorry, it's not Barcelona. I understand that. But you still have world-class athletes playing side-by-side with you in Argentina. Was it not enough was it not enough for them to give you the ball when you wanted it, how you wanted it? World Cup final. He couldn't win. I, I get Loss that. Lost
3: in overtime to a great German team. I mean,
1: Actually, we got robbed, if you ask me, and I saw that game with Rob. I mean, it was horrible officiating, in my opinion, as well. But See, go, go, go. Go, going away from that, <laughs> the Copa América opportunities you had. You can't make a, a freaking penalty. People know that. Messi, if you put him in a penalty kick situation, we got a problem here. It's time to bite some nails. So the fact that Ronaldo has been able to win with Portugal and win the Euro Cup. Been able to win in three different places: Juventus, Man United, and in Bar- And I'm uh, sorry, Real Madrid. To me, that's what surpasses him better than Messi. In the world, is number two. Now, he has been said that he wants to leave Barcelona. Let's get back into the whole Messi talk. I was just letting you guys know about me. If you guys can want to throw that at me later, <laughs> you can throw it at me too, and let me know why I'm wrong or why I'm right.
2: Yeah, I'm locked and loaded on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah <we're>
1: coming. <laughs> it's came out now that he has said that. He wants to leave. He asked Barcelona that he does want to, he wants to leave this summer coming up. Now, Rob and I have had this conversation for months. If he, if he ever were able to leave, where would he go? What type of team would he play with? I think, and I'll keep saying it, and I'm pretty sure Rob's probably going to agree, Man City is probably the only team that I can see him going to. You have Pep, which is a guy he's played for before. They're very comfortable with that situation there. He's got players that are pretty much plug and play that he can just jump in and play with already. But he's 33 years old. How much more does he really have left? 634 goals, most in team history with Barcelona. Seven La Liga leading scoring titles, most of all time. 10 La Liga champions, most in team history. Four UEFA champion leagues, championships. And six Ballon de Oro, most of all time. How does a guy like that just say, I want to go? I'm out. I get it. There's stuff behind the scenes, there's things that he wasn't happy about, but that's tough. He's been there since he was basically a kid. Yep. They recruited him when he was a kid and he's 33 years old. How much more does he have left in the tank? And if and when he leaves, where does he go? And not only that, Rob, I know you're going to jump on this one. Does Suarez follow? Because Suarez has already been said that he's gone. Who wants to jump in first?
0: Uh, I think another team that would be interesting. I haven't heard it is Bayern Munich. That'd basically be like a free title for him. <laughs> free, yeah. It'd be uh, like uh, LeBron him going, to, going to Miami. I don't see him going to Munich Kinda like that. But, but you're right. That'd be insane. Obviously, uh, how much does he have left in the tank? I think a lot, probably. I think he may have just been exhausted playing in Barcelona, especially have had all these disappointing results, and he probably doesn't feel like it's his fault, even though maybe it is on some level. He doesn't want to take that blame. You can understand that. He probably has the most inflated ego of all time probably also wants to rebrand himself he had a really bad stint with that tax evasion thing that was going on so i think he wants a a new look and especially if he goes to man city or maybe even the mls potentially that's major he i mean he becomes the biggest athlete in the world if he goes to new york
1: so you mentioned the mls you were talking about it earlier i didn't read the whole article so i don't know what the what, what the fine print and all that is but there's some verbiage in there that states that if he were to go to man city he can end up in the mls as well right i don't know but did you did you end up getting that's the full what i understand
0: it? about it i'm sure it's a lot more complicated than the way we're describing it but yeah obviously on, on some level it is possible for him to play in the mls which i think he should do
1: interesting Brock? new york city fc is what... oh go for oh, it Tommy. Yeah. no no go, go for ahead. it time go yeah no i
0: mean
3: uh what, what i read is if he went to city since they're affiliated with new york city fc yep. he would go three years uh at manchester city and then get an mls contract Got so it. it was kind of tied in there. I don't know. That's I'm sure that's. But can you see him going of. to the MLS? I mean, I'm not saying Why it's a not? bad move. T- I think I'm not saying I th- it's I a could bad move. Team going to America, with 36, LA, right? New York, New York. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah New, yeah, York. yeah, New York. I could I could see him doing that. Why not? What what, what else does he got to do? I mean, but I was telling my friends the other day. I mean, they were saying, oh, he can go to City. I'm like, I don't think so. But then, as soon as he said he's leaving Barcelona, I was like, well, where would he go? Exactly. Where else yeah. would I he? I mean, be? Man City. They play Tiki Taka. As Pep, you know, he's gonna fit right in there. I mean. It makes sense. And then if he's if he's trying to make an MLS move, which I've heard in the past, he, he's interested in that, you know, it might be the perfect thing. I just, I think Barcelona just blew it in general. I mean, they, they've wasted, like, five solid years of his prime because they can't get their stuff together. I mean, their their defense has been very average for a while. Their midfield's gotten old and slow. I mean, even, they've been clinging on, and they've been, you know... They, they been haven't been able to
1: rebuild properly.
3: Exactly. Ever since Xavi and Iniesta left, it's been a uh, kind of a lot of turmoil, and then there's stuff behind the scenes too. So you know, but this is a guy who's never wanted to leave Barcelona. So it's almost like they forced his hand more or less. Because you know, losing eight to two like that, it's only gonna hurt. You know, his doubters, right? I mean, it's only gonna hurt him with his doubters. So it's uh, it's interesting. But yeah, I think I think he's gone, man. I think it's probably it. Well, no, he's, he's, he's gone. Cause oh, so you think, he also yeah. sent it out. So think it was there's called
1: no a, way. A, It's called a Burro fax, or so I forgot what yeah. what the article said. But he did that so that there's actual a time and date showing, hey, I'm letting you guys know I want to move on, so you can't say you never received anything from me. So you think it's so, a wrap. Oh, no, he's he's gone. gone. Yeah. But that's what I'm 100%. saying. Like, where, okay. where do you see him going?
0: Yeah, I would say Man City then. Did, is that what RPSG, you said too? Oh, oh, so you think, I think he will go to Man City, but I think it would be cooler to see him go to Byron Munich. I got you. They don't need him. Bayern <laughs> doesn't need him, man. Yeah, Bro, that's after, the cool part about it. Know. I thought about PSG though too. It's you know what? I told Rob team. that the
3: other day too. PSG or Juventus, you know what I mean? Just You got Di Maria, flash- you he's got not Neymar. Not in Spain obviously.
2: He's, he's not, not joining Ronaldo, that's for sure. Nah, I think he's yeah. definitely going to leave Spain. I think he's I, I don't see him going to, you know, uh Italy. I don't see him going to Germany. Uh I think the only place for him to end up is Premier League. Uh they've been talking about that for years though but if he were to go somewhere, it would be in the Premier League and with either like like Jose said like with Pep there like he's ran that offense before he can just yeah. jump right in it's almost like a almost a plug and play um, I think he would have to beef up a little bit because the Premier League is very you it's know, a lot more tough yeah it's it's tougher it's more like a football league than uh than like a uh, yeah there's more competition from top league. to bottom yeah, yeah correct it, from top to bottom there is more competition um, but I I think yeah it's time for him to go I mean when you look at soccer as a whole like people come and go all the time like how many people really start with one team and end with one team like could you, i don't even know if i can name one person off Very the top rare. of my head right when you think about greats Zlat- didn't even do it maradona think, didn't do it when you, you think about I mean? zlatan i mean yeah, exactly. ibrahimovic has been with like six teams yeah. i mean all the best teams but he's been with like at that many teams he's been, uh, been with the best mls team i mean you know look I mean? at ronaldo <laughs> i mean even the even the person that's been the even the person that's uh even the person that's been like uh the person that you consider the best uh in the world He's been with. I still don't like the guy, but I think he's the best. He's very selfish, in my opinion. To be honest with you, I think when he celebrates and his celebrations are more individual than versus team. Um, And then you know when he doesn't get the ball in the position that he wants it to for him to score and stuff. I think it's more like a
1: like a crybaby.
2: Yeah, it's a little bit of a crybaby. uh, Crybaby like uh, Suarez does a little bit too. But I think uh, I I don't. I think he was going to leave anyways. But it kind of just the way that it played out when when the coach called Suarez and told him like, hey. I don't see you in the plans. It's not that they're cutting him or that he wants out. He, the coach just called him. They said it was a one-minute call between the new coach and and Suarez, saying like, "Hey, I don't see you in my plans. Uh, I don't see you in my plans." So literally the next day he comes out and says, "I'm out." So I know they're super close. They're you know the families are super close, but you know jumping back to if he if he does end up going into the MLS. Uh, a lot of them look at it like as a vacation you know when david Villa moved over like it's not really like they're playing yes and they would dominate the states yes they're in the states and i'm sure his family would be like you know you want to go to the states for two years like absolutely like who wouldn't want to experience that so uh i think it was i think it's a it's a it's a good move for him um it's sad i know there's people protesting outside of barcelona right now it's like a almost a baby riot going on
1: so it's a lot of people were saying is at the end of barcelona not, uh, not the end forever, but is it like the start of river a rebuild oh, yeah. or are they still going to be good? Yeah. Uh, I no. still,
2: they're still going to be good. I mean, not 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 necessarily at the beginning, I think with Griezmann there um and uh, they're like like he said right here that their defense has been trash for for a long time now. Pique Pique should be in the MLS right now to be <laughs> honest. You want to talk about that like he shouldn't go anywhere else. He should be deck, you know, he has some great plays, but he's always good for a yellow card every game. Um so <laughs> he, he should be in the MLS. Um, already and and the, yeah their defense and their midfield like you said since Iniesta and Xavi have left like it's never been the same and and those guys are like you know huge those are like Kobe's you know like in the, yeah. in the soccer in yeah. the soccer world like they were
3: almost underrated yeah
2: yeah they're super underrated especially with Messi's name there like they were you know obviously if you live in Europe I mean, in the US they were super underrated they were looked at you know not as 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 big as Messi but those. Anyone would take them on their team right now. To be honest with you, in the MLS, and, uh, yes, absolutely, all day. Yeah, all day. The they, money they would, and the revenue
1: that they would bring in,
2: they would start. I mean, probably not right not now with everything that, going though, on, but just in general, they would start and dominate. You know, like they would start and dominate. So, him to go to Man City is going to be super interesting. I'm really excited to see it. It's time for change, um, and I, I, they're gonna. It's going to be them in Liverpool right now. I mean, I think, and that those. those so do games, we
1: see the, Do we see him winning the? Cha- okay, who does Man City uh, get rid of? Let's,
0: Right. It's got to be somebody. Right. I think I uh, yeah. They well, they they're,
1: le-
3: they're losing uh, David Silva this year. Uh so yeah I mean, so they got of, he didn't is. really
0: play
2: that much last year anyways because he had his baby yeah he I mean, he's a old, big baby, but...
3: he's a big you know he's a number 10 i think well i don't know if he's actually a number 10 but he's well yeah but he's that playmaker in the, the whole attacking mid so i could see him filling in there but yeah you're right they'll probably have to move some pieces around no question i think you got it i mean just but I they don't... already cheating with the money so it'll be no <laughs> yeah. problem with that
1: what they're doing is they're trying to make sure that they can crunch all the numbers to see if they can so get him over with the fair play rules, basically, making sure that they don't break any rules by again, them <laughs> again, <laughs> again, exactly. That got reversed, though, right? That's yeah, why they were yeah, allowed but, to sign the
3: Champions League? Yeah. Then, then they got smacked. <laughs> they, got <laughs> smacked by Leon. they got fined, and they didn't have to get, like, a ban, which... I think everyone argues with, but you know, whatever. You know they were doing stuff behind the scenes. Come on, man. You just those
1: teams for sure, bro. You know,
3: and you know how their ownership operates. They're like, we're just gonna do what we want. It's the same with how people was
0: corrupt. I mean, they're just like, nah, those rules on. It's like that everywhere, even college sports. Yeah, if your program's big enough, you get away with anything. Oh yeah, it's good. Like I found out, like Duke and all of them. I mean, it's. good That the Champions League brings in way too much money, and to say, okay, Manchester City's not coming, no way. Even the Astros, like world series they cheated and got it and there's no punishment for that either it's
1: i know you money. got a guy in joe kelly that got suspended for throwing the ball on somebody like just <laughs> anyways once again i am jose v this is another episode of straight Bed sports here on the gorilla cross radio network we got a pack house tonight tommy olsen goalkeeper of the las vegas lights here in studio with us rob g made it just in time and we got spencer the Wiz from out of line here joining us as well Right now, we are currently talking about Lionel Messi. We got to keep up on this topic, man. There's just so much that we can keep talking about it on this, but he goes to Man City. Let's say, metaphorically speaking, it's a done deal. He's there. Does he win a title first year, second year, third year? When do we see him win a title there?
2: I think he's only going to be there for, what, three years? I, I don't really see him being there. So, with, with Messi, you're talking about, like, is he done? Is he have, you know? So, that's why so just... I said
1: one, two, or three. Well, no. It's well, not he's he... got at least three his years. His
2: window for being in his prime is way bigger than most people's, right? Like, most players, excuse me. So, like, Ronaldo's window is huge. I think Suarez, for him, for the coach to come out and say that Suarez is not part of the, the main crew moving forward, like, that's – it's very understandable for most of us because his window does look like it closed, right? But Messi, like – some people would even argue that he's still in his prime. I mean, the things that he's doing to twenty-year-olds playing, you know, yeah. in in La Liga. then La Liga is still no joke. Yeah, they're not, they're not stacked top to bottom, but they are. It's still La Liga, right? Like a lot of you know, it's still international play or you know, uh, European play. So his window is still huge. So him moving to Man City, I think personally, I think he's still in his prime. He's still gonna dominate. He's still gonna do things. He's gonna do things that he probably wasn't able to do in the Premier League. I mean, in the in the, in La Liga. And and he's he's got nothing but time. You know, he's, his window, I think he's at least got another three to four solid, solid years um, before he kind of, when he finally fades off. So what, that's anymore. what I'm
1: saying. When does he win the championship? Uh, if, say, if he wins one, when does he win it?
2: Uh, I'd say possibly year one. I mean, it, I think it has gonna, to be year one. I think it's going to so come like, down like, to. Yeah. It's going to be year one or two. It's not in it, because he's
1: not going into I mean, a rebuild situation. He's exactly. not going into a rebuild. He's going mm-hmm. like plug and, mm-hmm. plug, plug and play. It's plug and play. That's all it is. <laughs>
2: uh, with him and the Brune, and I think they're gonna. I, I would. I'm looking at the. Sorry, I'm looking at Wiz's. Uh, <laughs> I was computer at right that. now. I, I'm looking at the players because they have so many. But I, I would honestly see them possibly moving on from Sterling. That was the, that'd be a. Oh. That'd be the one forward that I think that they would may, maybe move on. Um, Agüero, I mean, that's a tough. Like he's a super huge fan favorite at Man plus City. Plus they play together. on the Yeah, national plus team, they play together, know? and you probably don't want to upset Messi um, uh, to start. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd maybe see them moving on from Sterling. Um, but yeah, the, he's, he, he's. I'd say year one. I say year one. It's gonna come down to, to him, to them, and and uh, to them in Liverpool for sure.
3: I they can't got, wait. I can't wait. They got a wait. couple young guys I can get rid of too. Like Foden, Phil Foden's a big up and coming guy. Pep speaks really highly of him as if yeah. if he's, he's going to be the next David Silva of the club. So they have pieces besides Sterling. I don't. I feel like they won't get rid of Sterling, but who knows? When I know the that's numbers a tough one to get rid of because I mean I think that's arguably, arguably the their best player. I mean, but
1: like he said, that was uh, uh, um, David Silva is gone. Phil Foden you could probably get some
3: money out of you know. I mean, maybe Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Plus, if it
1: happens, it's not going to happen to next summer. Maybe
3: Gabriel Jesus. I did forget. Yeah. I don't think. Well, my personally, I don't think Sterling's their best player, but I mean, no, no. Him, I own, think him and two De Bruyne, De Bruyne. and then Sterling probably for me is De Bruyne. Yeah, I yeah. just
2: imagine Messi and De Bruyne's free kicks. Just <laughs> oh, <yeah. fall laughs> the roof. it's going to be through the roof. Nah, it's going to be yeah, at least it's... one free kick goal
3: a game. Like,
2: so what do you think, Tommy?
1: What I year? think
3: I think probably year one. You I mean to. If you put him there right now, I don't see why you wouldn't think they're the favorite. How short is this summer? Because I know the league is about to start September right 10th.
2: so this right if this is gonna happen this is gonna happen like within the next next what? summer oh it's ne-
1: next summer cause summer's over already bro Wait, wait, wait. I think no, no, oh, yeah, no, summer. I think
2: it is. Yeah, I think they're like starting. Yeah. Yeah. No, so the, the, no, no, no,
1: we're talking about Messi leaving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Summer. yeah. Coming up. Yeah. No, no. 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 This one. <laughs> like, right now. Yeah, right now. yeah.
2: <laughs> they moved they moved the transfer
1: windows.
3: No, that's right now. Why would he even say of a Euro fan? I mean the
2: same. Yeah,
1: relax. We've seen Ronaldo fan Ronaldo fan. We've seen. I forgot Ronaldo fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I was gonna bring my messy jersey today, but I didn't. So, what do you think? Year one, year two, year three? Year two, I say Liverpool is just a more complete
0: team, probably talked to bottom. Maybe not complete, but let's talk about like teamwork wise. I mean, they just click just impossibly well, and I just you know that they did it last year, and there's no reason to me that they can't do it again because it's not like football and basketball. They're not playing each other head to head, but a few times a season, so. They're going to be playing all these other teams and they're probably going to be just as dominant and there's probably going to be a few bumps in the road for manchester city enough like six points probably be enough to make that separation year one but once it starts all clicking you got aguero and messi coming at the goal every game that's insane to me
1: so last question i have you guys for you guys on the whole Messi thing a lot of people criticized ronaldinho for continuing to play even when he went to mexico and played with queretaro they said it wasn't good for his career some people criticized Jordan when he came back and played with the Wizards. He still averaged 20 points, was an all-star, still had decent 2 years there. Is it a good idea for Messi to jump into the MLS being the type of superstar that he is? He's not Ibrahimovic, he's not Carlos Vela, he's not any he's not David Beckham. He is literally on higher than these guys. Let's be real. Does he end up in the MLS and is it would that be a good move for him?
2: Once you put it that way, I'd say no. Right? Right, I mean, like, that's <laughs> once say, what I'm saying. Like, once you say that way, I'd probably say no. Um, does he do it? I'd probably say yeah. Because, um, like I said earlier, they look at it as if it's like a little vacation, you know, like they move, they take their whole squad of 30 family members. 30 and this family is, family. Yeah. Let's just all go out and hang out and have a good time. And, you know, it's New York City. You yeah. know, it's New York City. It's the States. I know they come to the United States, you know, every so often, but, you know, to live here maybe for, you know, six months, a year, two years, whatever. I think they'll do it. I think he'll do it. Um,
1: and you think it's not bad? It's good. It's not going to tarnish his career or anything like that.
2: Uh, no. Uh, I think he's going to dominate. You know, if he could, he, the only way the only way to kind of keep it that way is if he dominates. He's got to score. He's got to do his thing. And he, I think he's going to. And do I agree because
1: the MLS is that type of league. No disrespect to the league, but guys that are in their mid thirties or a little bit around there, they can still dominate and play pretty good because the speed of the game is a lot different in the MLS compared to Europe, compared yeah. to Mexico. So it's it's a little bit different.
0: I think it's amazing for his career. He's playing in New York, he's basically cornered the market, like marketing-wise, everywhere but the United States. He's popular here to an extent, But As we all know, soccer isn't a thing. He goes to the biggest city in the country. I mean, for his branding-wise, I think that's massive. Whether people criticize him in Europe, because obviously no one's going to criticize him in the United States, but we're going to love it. I don't think he cares, to be honest with you. I think money-wise, it's just so. Think about all the branding deals he's gonna get playing in New York. It's it's gonna be insane for him. And obviously, if he plays really well, and I think you know, it's already been paid for him. Wayne Rooney came to the MLS, if I'm not mistaken, for yep. a couple of years. Trash. you said
1: it, uh, Thierry Henry. <laughs> yeah, Thierry
0: <G>. Henry. <laughs> hey, Thierry Henry came Literally, here. Like he one was one of the good. best players of all time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's it's the right move. I I yeah, like I said. I think it, it'll, he'll,
3: he'll he'll end up here. Tommy, why are you guys hating on the MLS so much? I'm not. No, I'm not hating. on the MLS. NYFC, they're not even that good of a team, right? No, they're not, not right now. Not
2: right yeah. now. No. Have they ever? They're Since, brand new. They're they just... were
3: decent with David Villa. David Villa was there. Oh, when too. they came. We got, yeah, we kept forget came over. about that. And he put and he was playing. With, he put well work with them. over there. And we also have to remember, Zlatan came here and he dominated. But he also went to AC Milan and he dominated there too. He's the leading goal scorer or something. That's why he's at right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's leading goal scorer, but he's been scoring a lot of big goals. So, I mean, you know, I don't think you can, you know, he didn't come here and die in the U.S., you know what <laughs> no, I mean? that's true. That's, that's and definitely I, true. the league that's true. has definitely gotten better. I know in my lifetime already it's gotten better, and it's more respectful. Of course, if Messi goes here and, and to the MLS in his prime, people are kind of going to be scratching their heads. But if he's 36, and he says, I'm going to play for two, three more years. Yeah, I think it would be great for him. I don't think, uh, you know, what's he doing? Where's he going to play at that point? Is he going to? I think it's better than be sitting on a big European power and slowly getting put on the bench. I mean, slowly that's, disintegrating. I, eventually, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get wrong, he's greatest player ever. But like at a certain point, your legs aren't gonna whatever. So I think it, like I said, you go, you put him in New York, and you know now he's just he's exploding even more. He's even more relevant than he might be somewhere else. So I think it's smart for him. Why not go to Man City? I think the deal's really smart. I mean, it's all about if he wants to live in the states. You know, I know he he was in Barcelona forever and. Uh, I don't think he speaks English really, but you know, I mean,
1: probably understands it more than Yeah, he that's his no, biggest I'm sure you
3: sure could probably figure it out. I don't out, think but... he understands
2: Ronaldo understands it and yeah. can really speak, but I'm Messi? Not is... Messi? Wow, that's I'm sure you could figure it out. One-way I think, street. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think it's a
3: why, why not, man? Why not? I, who, who, who's going to talk crap about Messi, right? Oh, he went to the MLS. You know, I'm not talking crap about yeah. it. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm but, just throwing but, out the But you, you know, know what I mean? Like, what are they going to say? Oh, he went to the MLS. Well, he also has the most ball indoors ever. So, you know, it's.
2: I can't wait for the highlight reels in the MLS. He's <laughs> yeah. doing this to people in <laughs> yeah. Europe. Like, wait till he gets yeah. here. It's gonna right. be like, oh, it, I mean, yeah. talk
3: about the how much it would help soccer even more here. You, you kidding me? For oh. a guy like Messi at. They would sell that out every game, no question.
1: If Not like that in. the TV ratings. Imagine the TV ratings in Everything. the states would be crazy. Want to watch that. They're already crazy as it is yeah. now with La Liga games, but it he's w- in the states. It would be like
3: a David Beckham 2.0. When David Beckham came here, it changed the game here, no question. It's only going to open the
2: floodgates too, because a lot of other people are going to see Messi go, and they're going to be like, "Well, you want to go play with Messi, you know?" So I think mm-hmm. a lot of other players are going to move over. I think Suarez she ends up he Suarez here. Suarez he ends might? up here for sure. I think I he's going to end see- up with Miami. To Miami. be honest with you, yeah, I, was gonna okay. I think Suarez that. is going to end up with Miami. Not eventually. Not maybe the first year that he's. Now for Suarez, I can see it. Why not? Yeah, because his window was done. Like, his window is, yeah, his like, window is closed. So,
1: Man, we went long on that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that was good fun topic. That was really, really fun, man. So, Appreciate you guys again for being in studio. Once again, I am Jose V. This is another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network. We just finished talking about Leo Messi leaving Barcelona. It's been a long time coming, but it is what it is now. When it happens, we'll talk about it as well want to move into our uh, lack of sports here today with everything going on. We saw what happened with George Floyd. We thought we saw some change coming little by little. And then we see what happened with Jacob Blake. Me, I have not seen the video. Um, Not because I don't care about the situation. Not because I don't want to know about it. I've read about it. I've seen the news I've seen clips Of the video But not the full Full video Of everything happening And that reason being Is because I'm just Sick and tired of it Like I'm sick and tired Of seeing the same thing Over and over And over again Like When is it going to stop When Like it, it it's the same I can't use the language But it's the same Effing question Over and over And over again It just It, it needs to change It needs to stop And Leading into that with what happened with Jacob Blake, shot seven times in his back. Yes, reports coming out that maybe he was reaching for a knife. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not putting blame on him. But no matter what the situation, no one should be shot seven times in their back when they're walking away from a police officer. I don't care what type of authority you think you have or what type of power you think you have at that point. Or if you're fearing for your life. If someone is walking away from you, point your gun and be ready. Don't start shooting at someone because you're scared. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't care if he was reaching for a knife. I don't care what it was or what it may have been. No one deserves to be shot the way he was shot. He didn't die. He's going to probably be paralyzed for the rest of his life. So this is just going to turn into more legal stuff, more probably protests, more marching, a lot more stuff that's going to happen. And I don't blame the African-American community for doing it and anyone else that wants to follow and support the movement as well. But because of that, NBA games were boycotted today, starting with Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Bucks actually went into the game and talked to Orlando. And basically, from what I was told and from what I was read, I'm sorry, they wanted to forfeit the game. Basically, give an L and give a W to Orlando as if they had won the game Orlando was ready to play. They had no idea of what was going on, but then they decided not to play the game as well and move forward with what Milwaukee was doing. After that, OKC and Houston are getting ready, warming up, practicing. They all dipped out, decided to call it a day, and then the Lakers followed suit after that. There's now reports that are coming out that the Lakers and the Clippers were two of the teams that were behind closed doors with the rest of the teams, talking about whether they should play or not continue to play whether they should boycott what they should do. And they were two of the teams that said, no, they they think that they should not come back, that they should boycott that they should not play. But yet there are also players in other teams that want to play that are saying they want to be out there. They want to use that platform that they have now to show their support, to show their movement, to show what they believe in and what they want to do. Now, Me personally I'm going to get all your thoughts on this as well But me me personally I'm all for protesting I'm all for standing up for what you believe in I'm not African American I'm not black I will never be that But I am Hispanic And I did grow up in South Central LA In a horrible neighborhood Where cops did mess with me for no specific reason Just for being who I was For looking the way I was I've been pulled over because I fit the description So in a sense I understand the situation and how bad it is and how it sucks when you're profiled when you're doing nothing but what happened with george floyd happened before we got back in the bubble to boycott the nba and kind of go against them when they've supported you with everything that's going on i don't understand it i think you should have boycotted and not played going into the bubble that would have been a bigger stance than anything else i understand stopping it now The owners lose revenue. The league's going to lose revenue. There's money being lost. I get that. But my question to the players is, and I don't want anyone to hate me. I'm not against anything, like I said. But my question to the players is, what are you going to do now? We haven't heard anything. What are you going to do now? If you're going to boycott, cool. What's next? Are you going to be out in the streets marching? Are you going to leave the bubble? Are you going to go do something for the protest, for what's going on? Or are we just boycotting and calling it a day? That's my question. That's what I want to see. Again, I think it should have been done before the bubble started but I still respect the players for doing it and stepping up and standing up for what they believe in. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. This is just my opinion. I'm not saying everyone else should agree with that but with that being said, who wants to jump in on this? Who wants to give me their thoughts?
0: There's a lot obviously to unpack here. Uh, First, I'll tell you from a military standpoint, I did go to basic training that the escalation of force was not appropriate. In the situation and what I'm wondering because I'm not a cop obviously why did I receive better training than they did when they're handling situations like that at a much more frequent rate than myself that's the first thing second thing I think it's really unfortunate that anybody with a heartbeat can become a cop I think that's also a huge issue and we're just like giving people like power when they don't deserve it so that's also something like that this and this goes beyond it's like the thing is how come school shooters come out alive and unharmed you know how come you know people who do these public shootings and stuff like that how come they're not they don't end up shot and dead so how do you and and to talk about the video just very quickly to let him walk around to his front door he wasn't next to his front door open it and jump in no he walked all the way around with four officers around him how do you let that happen you know and the thing is if you're if you're in the position like I was in the military I was ready to die for my country any moment it feels like the cops are, like, ready to die, like, only for them, like, it's not for their country. For their yeah, or for anything. themselves. They're, they're more scared for themselves than the, than the position that they put themselves in the power into. So that's what really upsets me about this. And this goes beyond, you know, the whole choking thing, illegal choke holds. They're not receiving the proper training, obviously. So that's really, really frustrating. And the thing is, I actually do support them in this boycott. I do have a different opinion on that because what I don't
1: support them right, right, right. I support them I'm right. just saying I wish they would have done it prior that's all no I'm
0: saying. for sure and I agree on that but I think them saying it now in the middle of this and yes the billionaires are be losing millions of dollars and stuff like that they're saying there is nothing important more important in the world right now than this topic so I, I think that's a very powerful message now the other thing that does press me frustrate me in that meeting is that the lakers and clippers were the only ones who said they were boycotting for the rest of the thing and it's like okay milwaukee is the one who started this and now they're suddenly saying okay we'll play again in four days or something like that how does that make any sense it doesn't make sense to me so that's kind of my take on all this tommy yeah listen man it's a uh, sensitive
1: situation man it's yeah, yeah Super there's, sensitive. there's no
3: right answers but i will say jose that i had the same thoughts as you when i first uh first thought about it I was talking my dad about it I was like well what are they gonna do now it's all great you know I support that but then I thought the longer I thought about it I was like man well most of these guys are African Americans right and I think and they're leaders I mean these guys are massive right now and the way these sports figures I mean I I just think probably bigger than ever in history and uh I think I think these guys feel helpless right and they're looking around saying well nothing we're doing is working so and people are looking to us for something. So what can we do? And I feel like the only thing they have power over it is that game. Right. And I think they think, okay, well, if we don't play that game, we're bringing this, the conversation right back to where it was with George Floyd. And I think what else can they do? I think they're kind of, I'm not sure they know what they're going to do. Right. And I think it's just a helpless feeling and they're obviously, man, mean, they're hurt. These are their people like, and, and it continues to happen. So, I just think there's a helpless feeling and they're just trying to figure it out. I, I, I can't say I don't, don't agree with them. I mean, what are you going to do? It's just such a sensitive thing. Can you really go out there and play and act like everything's all good and kind of say your piece and in your interview? Is that enough? You know what I mean? And I, and I'm sure they have serious pressure from their own community saying, what are you guys going to do? It's time. It's, it, we we've been talking about this, this whole George Floyd thing blew up. And then we see this, what, a couple weeks later, a month later, I just think, yeah, it's Credit to
1: Kyrie Irving, too. I I don't want to forget that. Kyrie was one of the first ones before the bubble started that said, I don't want to play. Let's not play. Mm -hmm. Dwight Howard, I think one of you guys mentioned it as well, was someone that was with him on that. So you got to remember these players as well. So some of these guys are stepping up now, but you also got to remember the guys that were trying or saying, hey, we're not going to do this. Let's stay away. Kyrie did it. He ended up helping the WNBA players as well that weren't paying, you know, got paid and stuff like that. So I I see that. But – yeah, it's just maybe this is
3: what they maybe this is the only thing they can do and to get the, the ball rolling and uh, you know if they decide not to play and they are you know literally putting money or their you know money where their mouth is and all this stuff then more power to them you know it's it's such a fragile situation and and what can those guys do really when they're you know miles away from this it's it's just tough man and like I said I'm not African American obviously and you know I'm sure it's a whole another level of disappointment for these guys I'm disappointed just as a human. But these are their own people get constantly getting you know this treatment from police officers. So, you know, I'm with them no matter what. I think we all gotta just support them. I don't I don't see how anybody can can hate on them or say fine them for not playing. You know, it's just ridiculous, man. So, uh, people just need to kind of be quiet and just and just listen. I hope we can change it, man. That's all you can say.
1: So, final question on that. I'm gonna say yes. I think we're still gonna see a season, even though there's reports out there saying that possibility the season's just gonna stop. They're not gonna finish it out. I think they'll figure something out. I think there would be some players that aren't going to want to play and are going to step away. But I think they'll play again. Do you guys see the season continuing to finish now? Uh,
2: I don't. I Well, I think if, honestly, they really want to make a statement, I think that they shouldn't play. I mean, I think that they should just boycott the rest of the season um, because what's one game, you know, are you really – It's mm-hmm. once you get back to playing, it's almost like you forgot that they didn't play, right? Um, but if they don't play and they, you know, boycott the rest of the season uh, – yeah, then it makes a bigger impact and people are going to remember it, right? It's almost more rememberable if they don't play anymore versus if they just skip one game and then just get back to it and we have a champion and it just kind of gets put in the past. So I think if they want to make a huge impact, don't play the rest of the season. This is all kind of new to me too. I, I When I was texting Jose earlier, I thought it was like, they boycott, like they forfeited the game and actually gave a W to another team. Like I thought that that was a little embarrassing to the Magic, right? Like we're willing to give you a, a win in the playoffs right when it you know i know you're up three one i think yeah three
1: one that wasn't their thought process you know
2: no well no i didn't know of course not i don't think it was like hey we're just going to embarrass them and make a point at the same time (laughs) don't get me wrong like i'm not trying to say that but uh you know for them to say that i mean then i found out afterwards that it was everyone and they canceled all the games so then it made more sense to me um but yeah i think no no more season uh if they really 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 want to make an impact and make, make make it known of where they stand Uh, I think, especially with the Clippers and the Lakers
3: all on board with uh, not playing, then I think that's the route they should go. By the way, they're also in uh, Orlando bubble, right? Talk about even more helpless. They can't even leave Disneyland, essentially. (laughs) So I think they're like, what are we doing here, too? You know, I think that's, you know, making the problem even bigger for them. And their heads are like, we're stuck here playing with no fans, doing all this for what? And all this stuff's going on out there. You know what I mean? I think that honestly plays a part into it.
0: If you That'll want uh, if you want a real impact and that goes beyond even boycotting the rest of the season, LeBron James announces his retirement because first of all, it's long-term revenue, obviously. Who knows what kind of TV wait, wait, deals? Is
1: this what you're saying? we should happen? Yes, oh, okay. I'm <laughs> saying If you want real change, I'm okay. saying
0: LeBron James should come out announce his retirement. Because that's a chain effect. You already have TV deals for the rest of his contract for the Lakers, I'm sure. And then that means Anthony Davis leaves the Lakers too. No way he's re-signing without LeBron James there. Yikes. You're wow. talking about major, major impact. Where'd so, this come from, wow. yeah? Anquan
2: Bolden. That's what Anquan Bolden did, right? I mean, that's what he did. He retired from football to basically go and, you know, come start, back. And, well, no, he, he didn't he can come back. He's still retired. He okay. left to go, was his brother? Is, Something happened, yeah. to, something happened to his brother, and he stopped, and he went, you know, for a cause, and he's actually still, you know, trying to do that movement. And so, you know, shout out to him for doing that and kind of sticking with it. Yes, he was towards the end of his career. Don't get me wrong. Um, but he did he did actually retire from football to go, you know, to kind of do his thing.
1: Good, 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 good stuff. Good conversation. Let's go ahead and move on from all of the sports and everything that we just talked about. And let's go ahead and jump in straight to it with Tommy. Let's get our one-on-one going. Let's talk Let's Tommy Olsen. Tommy Olsen, I'm sorry. Let's talk Las Vegas Lights. I remember the first time I met you, I was calling you Matt. Remember? Because you, you guys had Matt <laughs> uh, Thomas the on the team. The whole team was calling me Matt the first year, bro. <laughs> oh, the whole team. The whole yeah. team.
3: Because we had Matt Thomas. And I came a little late. I joined the team late. And, and, and by the way, no one really spoke English uh, on that first year <laughs> squad. So for... of that season I was there, everyone, Matt, Matt, come here, Matt. And I'm like, (laughs) I got Jose calling me Matt. The coaches, I'm in the game, they're calling me Matt. I'm like, all right, man, I can't do it. Uh,
1: Thomas Olsen in the building with us hanging out. Las Vegas Lights goalkeeper. So, Tommy, I wanted to talk to you basically about your Las Vegas Lights career. Third year technically, technically, right? So, year one, towards the end. Year two, you were the guy you played. Year three, a bit different. Let's start off in the beginning when you first got here. How was your move here originally to Las Vegas to start playing? Because I know you're from here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But how was the move back to to play here in Vegas?
3: It's been a tumultuous uh, you know, time with the lights. But no, listen, I, I got drafted by Colorado Rapids. Um, I was with them for about uh, four months. Okay. Uh, it was their preseason and the very beginning of their season. Um, I was kind of put in a tough spot by them. Um, I didn't end up getting an MLS contract, which I, I was hoping for. They gave me, a, you know, essentially a USL deal for their affiliate in Charlotte to kind of be the backup there. And I was like, well, you know, that's not why I was here and, and I don't want to go all the way to Charlotte. So I left that. And the problem with that is USL had already been like four games into the season. And every USL contract that I had prior to getting drafted by Rapids was gone now. So I was in a tight spot. I was like, man, I had and I had a, I had probably five different offers in USL before I went MLS. Obviously going to try and make my way into MLS, of course. No regrets about that. But I was put in a tight spot when I got done. Um, luckily, uh, the lights had an opening. Um, I pretty much signed as their third string keeper that first year. Um, yeah, I remember that. Which was, you know, it was still great just to get on a roster. I knew once I get on a roster, I can make my way into the squad. Um, obviously, the first year with Chalice was uh, interesting to say the Long least. time, uh, <laughs> You know what? I, looking back on it, man, it was a wild, wild experience uh, for many reasons. Uh, but, you know, it taught me how to adapt and, uh, you know, deal with the – a different team than I've ever been on, a different coaching style than I ever heard of. Um, I had a lot of disagreements with them, and it was partly one of the reasons why I went on loan to Sacramento Republic for about three months that first season, which was like probably the best thing I ever did, honestly, getting a new environment. And then, help you I, clear your mind, get things right. Uh, absolutely, really great club out there, really professional, um, and everything that they're going to the MLS soon to and totally deserve it. I'm nothing but love for them. Great fans, great support, and uh, I feel like I genuinely got better when I was there. Uh, and then by the time I came back to Vegas for like the last five games, um, Chile's quit, got slash fired or whatever, and then I was able to play the last five games and uh, played well under uh, Cedro, his his, uh, his son, his son, yeah. Which kind of which kind of changed everything for me um, because I had some good games, and then Eric Winalda comes in. He's all, we hadn't known each other prior, but he had seen my last five games, and you know he was impressed. So uh that was great you know so i can you know say what i want about chalice but it got my career started and uh eric saw that and then you know eric came to me the that that year and said listen we want you to be a starter uh all last year and last year was great man i was it was a dream come true no question i obviously we didn't make, make playoffs and there's some things I, some games i wish i could add back but it was everything that i wanted it to be you know i was it was the guy the hometown guy a lot of love from the fans um it was an amazing year great great crowd uh and and you know we played well we we had 10 shutouts and i had a good year finished top five in most categories as a as a goalkeeper so it was it was uh it was a fun year man no no question obviously wish we could have gone playoffs wish we could have won the whole thing of course but you know uh you got to take a take a you know take a look back and, and and see what was good about it and um this year's been tough man no question uh it's obviously with COVID, but, um, you know, I, I actually, no one really knows this, but over after the end of the, la- the second season, um, I kind of weren't really sure. There was a lot of pieces moving. You know, a lot of, you know yourself, we don't have many guys from that and the, from previous, last year, the team, yeah. previous team. So it, a lot of pieces were moving, and uh, I wasn't sure what I was doing either. I wanted to stay in Vegas, um, and I had my option here with the lights, but I kind of had different vibes coming from eric and wasn't really sure and i uh, actually got a, a contract offer from san diego uh,
1: okay and
3: uh, where you play college ball where i played college ball and i seriously considered it too because i you the
1: know loyal the new team yeah the, the new really?
3: team um and well landon donovan was my assistant coach from u20 national team got it. and i played the world cup in 2015 with them so we had had some prior history um and he called me up and he said, you know, if you don't sign with Vegas, like, you know, you got a spot here. And I definitely considered it because I had a lot of respect for him. And uh, quite frankly, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't really sure what direction Eric was headed. I felt like the end of the season with Eric, we kind of were at odds, quite frankly. Um, I'm not really sure why, but I think we, we've been losing games and there's always, you know, there's always people to blame, right? There's always a, you know, a scapegoat. And I felt like I probably got some of that. Um, but, uh I ended up sticking it out. I want to be in Vegas, man. I love oh, to hear. I also felt like there was unfinished business, right? And the I mayor felt, of Cashman. Absolutely. And I felt like, <laughs> man, what am I leaving? I could go somewhere. And, and you never know what could happen. You can always look at a situation and, and maybe you end up on the bench there because something happens or, you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I'm going to give it one more year here, really test it out and, and try and do something, try and make playoffs this year. You know, I felt like I did good personally last year, but I want to make the city proud of the team. You know what I mean? So I came back and uh, unfortunately, kind of from the get go of even preseason, like I wasn't, I wasn't starting, you know, right away. And I, and I, you know, I go back and forth on Eric about it and we can say this and that, uh, but it was kind of different information than I first thought. Um, and, uh, you know, most of preseason, I wasn't, I, I played the last 30 minutes of every game preseason. So pretty quick, I knew like, okay, well, this is going to be a different year for sure. Um, obviously, um, you know, me and Eric are going back and forth, but I still felt like, you know, even if I wasn't starting, I was going to get a chance to get in the lineup. And then obviously COVID hits and, and then Eric gets fired and it, it's crazy. And we bring in a new coach and, and Frank's great, man. I honestly have nothing but good things to say about coach Frank. A Great experience. Um, but I think uh, me not playing that first game kind of put me, put me behind the eight ball um, and, and lot credit to Lalo. He's been playing well too. And uh, goalkeepers, an interesting position, man. Once you, uh, once you're out, like, you know, once your spot's up for grabs and, and someone's in there, it's almost like whoever gets the first chance. And I feel like ever since Eric left, you know, I've, I haven't i have played a game, honestly. I've played a little, half of um, of the Tacoma game. But I've kind of been on the outside looking in, and it's a tough position to be. But I've been there before, man. I've been on both sides of that. And goalkeeping, you know, it, it, I kind of look at it like a Flurry Leonard thing, too. It's yeah. like honestly it's like who has if if a guy's playing and he's in and he's playing well then it's it's gonna be a tricky situation uh I still got hope man I know that uh you know I know what I'm capable of I got numbers to prove it um you know I hope I can uh, you know have a good ending to my biggest career not that to say this will be the last year but uh you know obviously if every you know, anything could happen at the end of the day but it's been it's been crazy man it's been a wild ride here but I'm like I said man I, I look at all the positives for the most part you know I had a great year last year. Feel like can still contribute to the team you know and what's frustrating too is this year we have we've probably the best team i've had since we've been here um solid defense solid all over the place so you know it's been crazy though man with covid and no fans too it's it's so bizarre for every player there you know it takes a lot of the sting out of it but you know what i mean it's a professional sports is a grind man you're gonna have ups and downs and uh, you just gotta keep rolling i know you know you've seen me you've seen me up up in the you know I, with some games with Chalice, I wasn't even on the bench. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just, it's a roller coaster, man. You just got to, just got to keep going
1: with it. He is Thomas Olsen, not Matt Thomas. Thomas <laughs> yeah, Olsen yeah, yeah. of your Las Vegas Lights FC. So, I, I mean, I, Yesterday, I mentioned it to Brett that we're going to have you on the show, and jokingly, he goes, "Aha, trying to start up some controversy there. (laughs) I'm like, nah, man, I'm not that guy. I'm not here to cause any problems. Like you said, Lalo's a great guy. I haven't had a chance to speak to him yet, Uh but obviously, seeing the way he plays, the guys rally around him, you Mm -hmm. guys have that family atmosphere there, which is good. But kind of going back to you, Tommy, like you said, first season, you got a couple games underneath your belt Mm -hmm. to prove. You get a guy like Eric Winalda, you know, U.S. soccer legend, pedigree, whatever it may be. And you start off good there. Like you say, towards the end, it wasn't all that great. But personally for you, you had a great season. Mm -hmm. Not taking away anything from the team, you know, in general, but you as a goalkeeper, like you said, statistically, you had a great season. I never played professional, but I did play high school and all that. Mm -hmm. When you're doing good, it feels like, cool, I'm doing my job. I'm there. The the team wants me. They want me. I'm going to be there. Talk about how how tough it's been for you, like you said, like knowing – Hey, I haven't even got an opportunity this year, and, and and you were basically the guy last year.
3: Yeah, no, it's a it's a strange thing for sure, because I I was definitely shooing the lineup last year, and uh, you know I felt like not just it's not just my you know me saying this, but I felt like a lot of people around the league, teams that maybe didn't pick me up at one point, had a lot of respect for me. I got a lot of different texts, and uh, you know I think if you look at where we finished in the table and then how how many shutouts we had, we were in the top five. As far as the best teams, we were up there with them with their shutouts. Yet yeah, we were a bottom team, so it's a credit to not just me. Our defense played played well, and you know it's it's a tricky one, man. Like I said, uh, Lalo's been playing well. No no disrespect to him at all. You know, it's, uh, whatsoever. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky game, and it's not him, man. It's a the guys. He's just playing. He's just doing what he can do. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's it's definitely frustrating though because it it kind of just tells you that hey, one year you could you could do all this cuz uh, quite frankly after last year I thought no problem I have my spot no problem you know what I mean but it just shows you man it's an up and down thing and USL's like that too they're not you're not signing four or five year uh year deals so you it, the team's flip flop you know what I mean we have a lot of a lot of turnover short term lot and of and then with a new coach new coach comes in whole new philosophy man and a whole new um and I remember Frank said to both of us um right before our first game he was like Listen, both of you guys been practicing well, and uh, we're just going to we're gonna give you a couple games and, and see how it goes, and, you know, if you start winning and the guy's playing well, then that's just how it goes, so you just got to ride it out, man. I, I'm uh, I'm still optimistic for sure. I know uh, my game, you know, speaks for itself, so we'll see how it goes, man, but I, I will say I'm definitely happy about, you know, our team's doing well right now, last few games, so you just got to keep going and, and uh, bring it every day at practice, man, because that's the only way you get on on the pitch, right?
1: See, I like your attitude, bro. That, that's that's the biggest thing, that your attitude literally shows that it's not about you. It's about the team. You, all you keep saying is, I'm happy the team, I'm happy the team, the team this. And that's good, man. That's the type of mentality you should have. And no matter where you end up, whether you stay here or whether you go somewhere else, someone's going to get a great, not only human being, but a great soccer player. I appreciate that, I mean, that, definitely, bro. I can see it in the way that you act, the way that you talk. The way you've been with me since day one. Mm-hmm. This is the second time you've been on my show. Yes, we sir. had a show previous somewhere else. Yep. So I mean, you know what I mean? You're gonna be fine, Tommy. Yes, sir. I-, I like the way your attitude is and everything else and just keep it that way. And I know we're gonna see you starting soon again yes, now. Sir.
3: I will say though, never, never content with being on the bench. You know what I mean? As a as a professional athlete, you're always be. You can be, still learn a lot you're, from the bench. Oh yeah, but you're gonna be hungry, man. So I'm absolutely hungry, man. And it's a, it's a learning experience, but it you know, it makes you it drives you that much more, you know what I mean? You're you're willing to put in those extra reps and uh and figure it out, man. I luckily goalkeepers have a long career, man, and uh, who knows where I end up. But I'm I'm definitely optimistic for sure.
1: So real quick, I saw last night Lalo wasn't feeling too well. Is there any injury update there that you can give us with him?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. I know he had been dealing with a groin, uh, groin injury. We've had a lot of games, man, in a row, back to back, uh, yeah, back, back yeah. to back to back. So I don't know the details of it. I know a few guys have some nicks and acts uh, dealing with it. Even even me, just like the with our practicing schedule, and I I played in the Tacoma game. I had a couple. You know next here so uh we'll see i nothing nothing serious yet but we'll see how it goes i'm i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of flip-flop in these games because you know we're, we keep doing it we're we're gonna go we go sunday and then we go wednesday again and so but t- to the end of the season october we have i think we have like 10 not, 9 or 10 games left so they're all you know back to back to back nine, so yeah, you got nine games yeah left. exactly so it's gonna be, there'll be a lot of turnover in the in the squads for sure
1: So 3-1 victory last night against Orange County, the best team in the league at that point. They were undefeated going into this. You guys didn't start off the season after the restart as well as you wanted to. You tied with San Diego to start the year. COVID hits. You come back. You lose three in a row. But now you guys have been hot. You beat Tacoma 3-1. You tied against Phoenix, which in my opinion, you guys should have won that game. Yeah. And then last night, man. Last night was just... It was beautiful to yeah, watch. I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah. I, I know Ramon said that he wants to, you know, the defense to work on some things. I totally get that. Yeah. But last night was fun to watch. How was the locker room, and, and what can the fans expect moving forward from this team? No,
3: guys are excited, man. And I think uh, Phoenix is a weird game. I think we definitely were probably the better team, but I think we were fortunate to. Obviously, it was, listen, we scored in the last 30 seconds or whatever, <laughs> last t- five seconds of stop the game. It, so we were it. fortunate to get a tie, but you need things like that in a season to get you going. Uh, and I think, obviously, with a new coach, I mean, we're talking about a whole new philosophy, and we we were learning that a week before the game, our first co- uh, return to play game. So it's been it's been wild, man. And uh, also, you have to remember with with Eric going, we have a lack of staff too. You know, we just have one other assistant, and it's a uh, it's been it's been wild. But I will say, man, the guys have been resilient. We have, like I said, I genuinely believe this is the best light team we've had. Um, but i also will say seku uh seku, seku kona yeah uh, he was our number 9 and he he played the first game against san diego and and then he played in the return to play san diego game and he got hurt in the first half and uh that was definitely a big blow for us man i practiced with the guy every day and he i was felt, in the
1: stands yelling like a madman oh, yeah. last well, night bro <laughs> well, I, well i
3: genuinely feel though he he had the ability to be a, like a top top forward in this league if not the best forward in this league honestly cuz i train with him every day and i i I'd tell you like as a goalkeeper you know when a guy can do some serious damage so i think it's unfortunate i'm pretty sure he's out for the season and that really was uh something we had to get used to but now we got my my boy blake Frischnick uh who i who actually grew up playing with uh, in vegas and he scored uh he scored a big goal last night and and then pretty much got us that win so now everyone's excited man i think uh, like i said frank's a really positive guy and uh, i think guys are rallying around him and we're just trying to make the best of the situation man we know it's not cashman's definitely 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 not the same without fans <laughs> but uh listen we're professionals we just got to keep playing and uh we want to make playoffs no matter what the format looks like uh and you know we have we're also we're in good position because we're we're three games behind most of these teams we're you know we're trying to make up games right now so it'll be interesting man but i good vibe in the locker room i think everyone's uh just trying to you know keep it going and and hopefully we can get another result uh, against la
1: not only that, they beat the number one and three team in the last three games, by the way. So mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Tommy, we're pretty much out of time, brother. No but worries. go ahead and give us a final message, your final thought for the fans out there and where they can find you on all things social media.
3: Yeah, man. Shout out to Electric Company, Lucy <laughs> Uh I know these guys have been DMing me. They're missing me a little bit. But uh, I'm still alive, guys. I promise you. Uh, I'll get back on the field soon. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate the support, man. I got a lot a lot of love for uh, for you guys and, and vice versa, so it's awesome. Obviously, you can find me at Tommy K. Olsen uh, on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, holler at me. There we go. He appreciate you too, Jose. Hey, you're my guy, man.
1: Hey, appreciate you, man. You've been giving me the time of day since day one, man. Yes, sir. Always, yes, sir. Always. Yes, sir. Always. Tommy Olsen, Las Vegas Lights FC, hanging out with us in studio. That was a fun show, guys. We got to go ahead and wrap it up. So Spence, let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on as well.
0: Yeah, so if you like pop culture stuff, I do a channel called Blue Milk Boys. There's also a gaming channel for that, so Blue Milk Boys Gaming. If you like sports, delivering sports, that's my sports podcast. And then obviously Out of Line is like my main thing. That's my. That's where I got it all started. So Took my old job. <laughs> so if you guys uh, also like very experienced sports talk uh, that I'm not very much talkative on, obviously. <laughs> I'm only an intern on there. Uh, Fox Sports, you know, 98.9.
1: Cool. So, Rob, give me your pick. We got to end it out with the picks. And then my final thought. I got my pick. So, I'll give you my pick. Yeah, give me your pick. I'm taking the over in the Golden Knights-Connects game. It's six. So, for those of you that do not know, we have our quick pick segment. I am one and one. Rob is 0-2. He took the Thunder last week after our show, and they got murked. I took the (laughs) Capitals against the Islanders thinking they'd still hang around. That didn't happen. So, I went one and one. So, my pick is the over. What about you, Rob? Uh,
2: just to make things interesting, I, I, you kind of caught me off guard. The Avs blew a 3-1 lead in the third. So uh, I'm going to go opposite of you, what we call oppo. So oppo. I will take the, I'll take the under, right? You said over? I said over. I'll take the under.
1: Okay, there we go. Same game. <laughs> Fade Jose. Different results. Hashtag. Once again, thank you to everybody in the studio joining us today. Tommy Olsen, Las Vegas Lights, Rob G as always. Spencer's of the Wiz from Out of Line. Quan doing what you do. Appreciate you again. If you guys missed the show, Gorillacross.com. Jose V, Straight Bet Sports on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us all right there. I'm going to end with this, my final thought of the night. No matter what gets put in front of you, what obstacles are thrown your way, what walls are put up, always stay positive because no matter what, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and everything is going to be all right. Till then, I am Jose V. This has been another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network. I'm out.